0: Hey, welcome to Pro Preacher, the podcast all about helping pastors preach better. My name is Brandon Hilgeman. I am the founder of ProPreacher.com. And I've been a pastor for a long time now, and this podcast is for you. There's a perilous balance in preaching if you stray too far to one side or the other you're going to fall off a cliff hurting yourself and taking other people down with you let me explain imagine this horizontal line and on the far left side of that line is the word love on the far right is truth All pastors, you see, naturally land somewhere on this spectrum in their preaching. Some lean more towards truth and others towards love. Both are good, but the danger comes when we are too far to one end or the other. You see, great preaching is a beautiful push and pull of both truth and love. These are not mutually exclusive, but they live in this tension that holds the other one in check. You see, if your preaching is all truth but no love, you're a bully. This kind of preaching quickly plunges into spiritual abuse. Now, I love your passion for standing for the truth and for the Bible. However, when there is no hint of love in your words for the people that you're speaking to, you're gonna lose people fast. They can only take so many hits. I mean perhaps the most ironic thing about all truth preaching is that it fails to obey the truth of God's law. And look what Paul writes in Galatians 5:14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You see a lack of love for people makes you a spiritual bully, not a pastor. God's not pleased with this kind of preaching because it does not align with his heart. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, if your preaching is all love and there's no truth, you're a coward. Preaching love without truth spirals fast off the cliff into heresy. I mean, I love your compassion for people and I'm thankful that you want to help everyone. However, when you ignore biblical truth because you don't want to hurt feelings or ruffle any feathers, you're a coward, not a pastor. You're doing exactly what Paul warned against in seeking to please people rather than pleasing God. I mean, Paul writes in Galatians 1.10, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You can't sugarcoat everything. These preachers, they begin to stop using words like sin, and they're going to begin to do all kinds of hermeneutical gymnastics just to get away from teaching anything that the Bible says clearly that might be controversial to our culture today. You see, God's not pleased with this kind of preaching either because it does not align with the truth of his word. Now, (laughs) now that I've upset a lot of people by picking on both sides, let me ask you this. Where would Jesus land on that spectrum? What does the Bible tell us? John 1.14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory of the only Son from the Father, full of what? grace and truth. Grace and truth. Truth and love. You see, Jesus was full of grace and truth, or you could say he was full of truth and love. Jesus is in the middle. He didn't shy away from telling it like it is. He told the truth, but he also had mercy, grace, and compassion for all who would receive it. He definitely ruffled some feathers, and some people, they did turn away because they didn't want to hear the truth that he was telling them but he also, at the same time, cared deeply about people, and he loved them more than they could ever know. And we see this need for this balance of truth and love just all throughout the Bible. 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26 says, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponent with what? Gentleness. It's truth, but with love. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of truth and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Now look at Colossians 1, 3 through 6. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth The gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in, what, truth, we also see it in Ephesians four, eleven to sixteen, and He gave the apostles, the prophets, and the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God for whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. You see, another great example is 1 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 8. There's so many of these. For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain, But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. There's truth there, right? For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive. Truth. But just as we had been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so uh, we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. For we never came to you with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is a witness. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. You see the love there? So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. You see, this is truth, and it's also love. So this is my plea today, just to all preachers, and I need this reminder also myself. Preach the truth, and preach the truth in love. We should condemn sin with tears in our eyes. And we better not avoid warning of the peril of sin out of love for somebody else. Nothing could be more unloving than to love a friend all the way down the path to their grave. Preaching truth minus love makes you a bully. Preaching love minus truth, that makes you a coward. Preaching the truth in love makes us all more like Christ. You see there's nothing the enemy would love more than for us all to fall to one side or the other of this spectrum it's so easy to slip to your natural inclination if you're more of a truth person or if you're more of a love person it's easy to slide back into that but may we all out of the overflow of our relationship with the lord fight to rightly handle the word of truth with the love and grace of christ you see john may have said it best in second john verse three grace mercy and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son in truth and love. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. I really hope that you found it helpful. And for more information, more resources, and a whole bunch of tools and tips and training that I offer online, go to ProPreacher.com. Check it out, ProPreacher.com. I know that you'll enjoy what you see there. Again, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. God bless.